Good Sunday morning. This is Mike Sarig, the voice of Vital Ministries, and it's good to be with you on your Sunday as you're traveling down the highway, I assume, listening to KBOE 104.9 FM on your radio. Thanks for being with us today. It's The weather is going to be a kind of a nice day out there, it looks like. It's a way, my understanding about, oh, close to almost 50, but a little as those clouds are back again. But that's just part of living in Iowa. Maybe you're uh, as you're traveling down the road today, just make sure you're safe out there as you travel. Sometimes early of a morning, there are those slick spots that you can hit, especially on uh, if you're on highways and you go around and hit a bypass and you hit those curves, they can be a little slick out there. So be safe as you're traveling today. And again, thank you for being with us. And also to those of you that are headed to church this morning, thank you for being part of Vital Ministries and listening on your way to church. And uh, may the, the Lord go before you and the power of the Holy Spirit fill you as you enter into the church, into the fellowship of joy of trusting God. What a great thing that is. We're going to be talking about that more today. And also to those of you that are listening, that are at home, maybe you're outside your shop doing some work, or you're just out doing chores or whatever you might be, this is a time that you sit and listen. This is your church. And I want to thank you for being a part of our vital ministries this morning and also to the things that are going on. Now, just a few things that we got coming up. Also, I always want to have everybody remember that we send out devotionals six days a week. You can go to vitalministries.org, check out our website, and you can get for both Vital Men and with Vital Life. It just gives you an opportunity to get that extra nugget in your day of um, encouragement. So I just encourage you to check that out. We send them out to the men and also two out for everyone in general. So that's just a good writing. My wife takes care of Vital Life. She does a not in, in, just an incredible job with that. So just uh, encourage you to go to vitalministries.org and, and sign up. And we'll get those sent right to you directly by email so you can enjoy in the midst of your day. Also too, at Lighthouse Church, this is kind of an interesting thing. We actually have a Valentine's banquet that's coming up on February 10. You can go to our uh, our Lighthouse website and check it out and get tickets. Man, I tell you what, for $24 on a February 10th to enjoy a, a good time of fellowship and, and uh, time with your spouse, what a great opportunity that you can enjoy and be in a part of that as well. So Come check that out. Also, too, I just always want to and encourage people, uh, uh, if you don't have a church home and you live around in the New Sharon area, we would love to have you here, right here at Lighthouse Church in New Sharon. Join us. We have a great time of fellowship. And also, too, our vital men, we meet on Wednesday night at the Lighthouse Church. We're also in Ottumwa and also in Knoxville. You can go to our Vital Ministries website and check those like those locations out and times about what is going on. We are studying the book in Vital Men. We are studying the book of Matthew through the eyes of a tax collector. So it's just a great teaching series. You don't want to miss that out. As iron sharpens iron, so does another man sharpen another. And it's just a great time of fellowship and uh, going deeper into the Word of God. But today we're going to start today a new teaching series called Finding Your Joy. I thought it would be good timing since we faced the month of February, hopefully the, the tale of winter. A lot of times our, in the great state of Iowa, we'll have days of even weeks of no sun. Cloudy days, which creates, for the most part, sometimes with a lot of people, some, de, some depression or even a downward heart. It says people are impacted in depression or discouragement. One out of four, that's a quite a, uh, so 25% of us struggle when we don't get to see the sun it puts us in a tougher state of mind. But see, in the past weeks, we were we were hit with Arctic cold, weren't we? 30 inches of snow, and then the meltdown began with even 50-degree days. 
and even a little sun along the way. If you live in the town and roads are getting uh, dry and the snow is melting, but in the country, roads are wet and muddy. At, at all of the time with no sunshine, well, it's hard to find the joy in tromping through all that mud and all that stuff. But to be honest, some of the most mature people in their faith will experience joylessness. I'm going to say that again. Sometimes the most mature people in their faith will experience joylessness. Now, let me give you some examples of men in the Bible that struggle with it. For example, Job wished he'd never been born, Job 3.11. David prayed to be taken to a place where he would not have to deal with reality. Psalm 55, 6 through 8. Isn't that sometimes we struggle with that? We want to escape reality and sometimes we'll go to our addiction and take us to that place to escape. Now here's another one. Elijah, after he defeated 450 prophets of Baal, called down from heaven in 1 Kings 18, 16 through 46, fled to the desert and asked God, take my life. You can find that in 1 Kings 19, 3 through 5. If these men struggled with joy, we might also give ourselves a break this morning. We too, when we don't experience joy all the time. Now here's something I think is really, really important to note. That joy is truly a gift from God. The word joy comes from the Greek word called chara. Joy is both a gift of God as well as a response to the gifts of God. Joy comes when we are aware of God's grace and relish in his favor. Isn't that good this morning when you think about that? When we are experiencing God in a deeper level. But see, it's important to note that joy is a gift. Uh, also, too, um, as we go through that, as we begin to look at joy. But let's let's also look at that. Look at finding your joy from the um, in the book of Philippians. Well, that's where we're going to head today. So if you've got your uh, your Bibles, you're at home. You got your Bible close by. Open to the book of Philippians this morning. We'll see. Paul is writing a letter letter while being a prisoner in Rome. He wants to be tried by the emperor or Caesar himself for his so-called crime. But the letter he writes to the Philippians is filled with, an, in spite of his circumstances, filled with joy. I think Paul could, could have been maybe reflecting back in Acts 16 when he and Silas had been falsely accused, beaten, and thrown into prison. It says in Acts 16.25 that Paul and Silas were singing praises to God and an earthquake happened and shook open the prison doors along with the jailer's heart and his family became believers because of their testimony. See, Paul wanted a believe, believers to be in close fellowship with one another and experience joy in the, in the Lord as believers. That is how a thriving church should look today. Being in fellowship, praying for each other, having concern and care, and with that, experiencing the joy in the Lord. If you're in a church that is negative and is bite by, um, backbiting and talks a lot of uh, downward on a lot of different people within the church, I tell you what, folks, there's not a lot of joy in that church. And I think sometimes you got to ask yourself, is that where I belong? But this morning, we're going to start, we're going to open up with a greeting. We're going to look at the at Philippians chapter 1 and look at see. But before we do that, I want to share something else with you too as well this morning. See, throughout the course of a typical day, we have many names and faces of hundreds of people that cross our minds, don't we? How often do those thoughts provoke thanksgiving? 
Paul developed a habit of thankful refl- of re- recollection, it says in, in, which we'll read in um, Philippians 1.3. Instead of remembering with disappointment, judgment, or bitterness, he remembered with thanksgiving and was grateful for God, the people of the Lord, brought into his life. His simple practice would transform the way we think about people. Isn't that true? If we simply would start practicing of how we look at people in such a way of thankfulness instead of bitterness, our outlook on that person would change. But see, Paul found joy in his memories of his friends at Philippi and his growing love for them. He also found joy in remembering that before the throne of grace and prayer, the high priest in the Old Testament wore a special garment, the, an ephod over his head, and perhaps the deepest Christian fellowship and joy can, we can experience in this life is at the throne of grace, praying with and for one another. Paul's sincere love for his friends was something that they could not be disguised or hidden. He was suffering in their behalf. His bonds were proof of his love. When we permit God to perform his good work in us, then we grow in our love for one another. That's one of the things I love at our church. We Every Wednesday night, we have prayers. We have prayers for the needs of the church. We also, too, give praises at the same time. And what I love is I, I love that fellowship that we take the time together and spend in time in prayer, not only for asking God for, for healings and, and for the different needs within the church, but we're also, too, there's a thanksgiving portion of it as well, praising God for the things that is done, pra- praising God for the answered prayer of people and sometimes their afflictions or sometimes their sicknesses that we occur sometimes in, actually in this life. But it just brings a greater depth of bond within the people of God. But let's begin this morning with Philippians 1.1, and let's talk about the greetings that Paul does in the very beginning. He opens the letter with this. He says, this letter is from Paul and Timothy, slaves of Christ Jesus. I am writing to all God's holy people in Philippi who belong to Christ Jesus, including the elders and the deacons. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, Christ, Give you grace and peace. See, that's an open. He opens up that. He gives a. He gives an invitation, a place in, in which he does his greeting. It's a. It's. It's. You can just tell by reading that that it is joy filled. It's a greeting in which he's opened up his heart. He's opened up the heart to the church as well, and giving the greeting on in who in the name of Jesus. I find it interesting that Paul even himself considers himself a slave. For Jesus Christ and the sake of his gospel. And when you get yourself in a place to see that life is not about you, but it's all about who Jesus is in your life, it will change your perspective. It will change your, 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 I think in the midst of your heart, the, the, the depression, the discouragement and bring it into being joy filled. Now, again, do we have seasons of where that is a struggle? Absolutely. We all have. We've all had uh, seasons of depression. We've also had seasons in which we need some extra help from that. Sometimes we go to a doctor. Sometimes it takes medication. Some of those things. I'm not here to say that that is not to be done. I am saying because there's times in my own life that I have struggled with um, depression and and, and different things. And I I tell you what, I had to go to the doctor and they gave me some medication. It made a change for me. It gave me a little bit of that edge that kind of took that edge away and help me get back. Am I still on it now? No, I'm not. But not all people can do that. They need that to keep that edge on. And I think we need to be not critical in the church about sometimes when people have to go that extra measure. It's not like they're not trusting the Lord. It's just it gives us an opportunity to be joy-filled. But let's move on this morning where Paul, he does a thanksgiving and a prayer. And he says this, 
Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I make my request for all of you with joy. For you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from time you first heard it until now. And I am certain that God who began the good works within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. So it is right that I should feel as I do about you, for you have a special place in my heart. You share with me the special favor of God, both in my imprisonment and in defending and confirming the truth of the good news. God knows how much I love you and how I long for you to be tender compassion with Christ Jesus. I pray that you that your love will overflow, overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. For I want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ returns. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ. For things will bring much glory and praise to God. Now, here's what's interesting. As, as Paul does this, this Thanksgiving and this prayer, he's really embodying in, in, in the midst of fellowship. You can see fellowship being talked about. Fellowship within the church. Fellowship within the body of Christ. And in that fellowship, there is joy amongst the believers. And I think that's important for us today is that we have joy unspeakable, full of glory, that our services are joy-filled instead of discouraged-filled, not about the negativity. You know, I, I had a good, a good pastor of mine um, and uh, a friend, and he said, Mike, when it comes to Sunday, give your people heaven. They've been given hell six days a week already. Give them heaven. Man, I thought, man, isn't that so good? Because a lot of times, you know, isn't, man, we're in the trenches. Man, I tell you what, in the midst of the weeks, the things that hit you, the things that go wrong, the things that are struggles in the midst of life, man, I tell you what, it is a beaten up time during the week, isn't it? Man, it is a time in which, man, our dollar doesn't go as far as it goes. All those different things that are happening, the discouragement that is going on, or the discouragement about what's going on in the midst of our nation, or the uh, discouragement about what is going on around us. But if we can trust and keep our eyes on Jesus in the midst of the storm, it will bring joy in your life. Because this is what we do know. That God is in control. That God is going to take us to a place in which I believe will be for the betterment in the midst of our own lives. Remember Israel, they, they had struggles as well, didn't they? And that's due to the fact of what they did, the rebellion against God and his word. And that's, a, that's in all honesty, that is a picture that I see in the midst of our nation where we have went wrong ways. We've went to a places where we are allowing demonic figures to be on our places, places of government. How did that happen? How, 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 did, how have we allowed things that not to be right in the midst of our nation, things that we have allowed of, of different things, of abortion, um, uh, you know, transgender, all the, you know, I don't, I don't want to go down that road, but these things go against the word of God. 
And we wonder why sometimes that there's such struggles going on in the land. And the same thing happened in Israel. They, got, they fell into idolatry. They fell into self-absorbent. And what happened was the nation of Israel finally imploded and were conquered and they never regained back as a nation until after World War II. Now, do you think that will be any different for America? You know, my, my thought process, folks, is what a great time to have a joy-filled life and be speaking on words of encouragement of what God can do. Now, I want to flip this, I want to flip this coin a little bit because this is what I think is going to happen in 2024. I still believe some of the greatest revival that the church has ever experienced will come to place and we'll see a return to the churches in 2024. Man, we're already experiencing that. We're seeing that in different churches, even in our own church uh, here in New Sharon. Man, we're enjoying, we're, we're having new people come. People are excited. They want, they want to go deeper into the Word of God. They want to be, they want, they, they say, Mike, we just don't want you to come and give us soup today. We want you to come and give us a feast. We, we want roast. We want potatoes and gravy and corn and, and, and bread. We, we want the depth of the Word of God. We want to go deeper into understanding what God's will is for us and also, too, in the understanding in the midst of our everyday ordinary lives. And I think it's what Paul was trying to teach them, teaching to the people of Philippi. He wanted them to be filled with Christ, be filled with their salvation, filled with so much things that are going on. I, lo I love that part uh, that, that he talks about, even in the midst of his imprisonment. He, was, he says, I pray that your love will overflow, overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. Isn't that so good today that we want to grow deeper in the understanding of God? But let's go on. Paul's joy that Christ is preached. Now he finds joy that in this and he says this I want you to know my dear brothers and sisters that everything that has happened to me has helped me to spread the good news for everyone here including the whole palace guard knows that I'm in chains because of Christ and because of my imprisonment most of the believers here have gained confidence and boldly speaking God's message without fear man he turns his joy, and the joy goes in spreading the good news of the gospel. Finally, what is being spoken about Christ that came from Israel has reached Rome. He is now speaking to the people, the very guards, the people who, who have imprisoned him, are hearing the good news of the gospel and are being saved. He takes a, a tough time, a place in which discouragement could have set in, a place in which he could have been self-induced and self-focused and woe is me. And instead, he turns it into joy for what is going on in the midst around him. I tell you what, I, that excites me today when I sit there and I think about that. How can we turn the joy in the midst of the trials and tribulations in which we have today to share the good news about the gospel message? And that's what Paul is really trying to tell us to do. That's the same thing for us. How can we turn that joy and that situation in which we are, none of us right here within my voice are imprisoned, right? But sometimes sin can imprison us. And I think the best way for us to overcome is always, number one, get our, our lives right back with Christ. 
but also to ask God, ask Jesus, ask the Holy Spirit, fill my heart with joy so that I might see things differently in my life. But let's keep going on. I'm going to jump some verses here because we're just literally running out of times this morning. But we're going to look at Paul's life for Christ. He says, "For I starting with verse 20, for I fully expect and hope that I will never be ashamed, but that I will continue to be bold for Christ. As I have been in the past, and I trust that my life will bring honor to Christ, whether I live or die. For to me, living means living for Christ, and dying is even better. But if I live, I can do more fruitful work for Christ. So I really don't know which is better. I'm torn between these two desires. I long to go to be with Christ, which would be far better for me. But for your sakes, it is better that I continue to live. Knowing this, I'm convinced that I will remain alive so I can continue to help all of you grow and experience the joy of your faith. And when I come to you again you will have even more reason to take pride in Christ Jesus because of what he's doing through me. See, Paul, is in, he's in a struggle that's going on. You know, he says in his own mind, he said, man, I'd love to go be with Jesus. I'd just soon die and go and be with him. I just gave you examples about that today of other men in the Bible that said and considered the same thing. But what does Paul do? He changes his mindset. He asks Holy Spirit for help. And he says, it's better that I do stay alive if it's better for me to share the gospel message and to spread the good news of the gospel. And I sit here and I think sometimes when we go through tough times, sometimes even in the midst of, of, of disease, cancer, all those things, if we can turn that situation around and give joy to the Lord in the midst of our circumstances, how big of a testimony is that is in our lives, right? And you might be saying, well, Mike, it's easy for you to say. Well, that is true to a point. You know, I've had, I've shared with you in this past year, I've actually have got my knees replaced. And it's given me an opportunity where I've been able to go to uh, Kinetic Edge and I've been doing, they've been, those folks do a wonderful job. They've been working on my legs. Uh, Carol there just does a super job. She she has been one that takes a lot of time and, and has helped me rebound in the midst of my, my physical therapy and does a, such a great job. But what I've been able to do is share the gospel message. I talk about Jesus when I'm in there. I talk about the things. I listen. I sometimes I hear a song and I say, man, that is a good song today that you have in the house. Man, it is so cool. I love it when I go in there that not only they have, you know, they have other music, they have, they have pop, they have rock, they have, they have, uh, 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 country, but at the same time, they will also have Christian music going on, and I love that. How cool is that to go in an establishment like that? And I can find a place in which I can praise God in the midst of my therapy and getting my legs and my knees better. I choose to praise God in the affliction of what is going on. I tell you what, before I did, I prayed to God for healing. I really did. Lord, if you if it be your will, would you heal my body? You know what? It didn't happen. So what did happen is the healing came through the hands of doctors that put new knees in my hand in my knees and did it. Have I had restrictions because of that? It's been a game changer in my life. I will tell you that. It has been a game changer. But this is what it has done. It has helped me to realize that my that my health, my well-being comes through Christ alone. And I choose to praise God in the midst of my affliction, of what little affliction I have, and give him all the praise and the glory 
for what he has done to make my body better. But let's give it, let's go on a little bit more. We're almost finished here this morning. Live as citizens in heaven. Now I love this part. It says this. Above all, you must live as citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. Then whether I come and see you again or only hear about you, I will know that you are standing together with one spirit and one purpose, fighting together for faith, which is the good news. Don't be intimidated in any way by your enemies. There, this will be a sign to them that they are going to be destroyed, but that you are going to be saved even by God himself. For you have been given not only the privilege, privilege of trusting in Christ, but also the privilege of suffering for him. We are in the struggle together. You have seen my struggle in the past, and you know that I am still in the midst of it. See, Paul's sharing about his struggle, but what he doesn't have is eyes. He's not a citizen. A lot of times we're going to say our citizenship here is in a nation that I'm an American. True. By birth, I'm a citizen. By my physical birth, I'm a citizen of the United States of America. But my spiritual birth has made it so that I'm a citizen of heaven. Does my heart yearn for that? I got to be honest with you. As I grow old, <coughs> excuse me, as I grow older, I realize that my citizenship is not here. That my citizenship is in a world that is yet to come, which is in heaven itself, to be with Christ Jesus. I long to be with the Lord someday. I long to see some of my family that have already gone and been with the Lord. I long for what Jesus Christ has done in the midst. And even though I, I struggle in the trials and tribulations like all of us do, I choose to have joy in my life to trust God in the midst of what is going on, that he turns my eyes to him. And I pray this morning that that gives you hope. That gives you hope and also joy in your heart. Sometimes, I, as again, folks, I got to... it's. To be truthful, the joy of the Lord comes from the Lord. It isn't something that you can go out and earn or something you can go out and get. You have to ask Jesus. You have to ask Holy Spirit, fill me with your joy. Help me to see things in a different perspective in my life. So in the midst of my struggles, my tri trials and tribulations in my life, that my life is filled with joy, that I can share the good news of the gospel and spread what you have done in my heart and in my life. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, again, I want to thank you for this day. I want to thank you for the opportunity for being able to share joy about you that comes only from the power of you, Jesus, and the power of the Holy Spirit. I pray that today maybe somebody is struggling to find joy. I pray that they ask you, Jesus, I need joy. Help me to find the joy in the midst of my circumstances. Help me to find joy in the midst of my faith that I'm struggling in. Help me to find your joy in the midst of my life. Jesus, we believe by faith that you do that. We're thankful for that. We're thankful for the words of Paul and what he has done and with the words that he's sharing from you. We thank you, Jesus, and we praise you. In your name I pray. Amen. Folks, what an exciting time. We're going to be talking three more, more, three more weeks on finding your joy. So if you want to get a little bit of homework, go to chapter two for next week. It'll be exciting and finding your joy. This is Mike Serig, the voice of Vital Ministers.